Garrison Keillor said, Anyone who thinks sitting in church can make you a Christian must also think that sitting in a garage can make you a car. Welcome to the Soul Podcast. I'm Stacy Wheeler. This will be the second and final episode about the shrinking of religion in the world and the growth in spirituality. And I want to thank Pastor Dan Spasic of the First Church of Christ Auburn, California, for his input and assistance on these two episodes. Thanks, Dan. Feel blessed to call you a friend. I needed a religious quote to open the show with, and that one from Keeler cracks me up. To be clear, I understand the value of attending church, a synagogue, a temple, or, or whatever word your faith chooses for its house of worship or reflection. For many of us, our house of worship is a walk alone in nature. It makes sense that we'd return again and again to the place where we feel we best connect to Source. For some, it may even be a ritual. There can be great value in ritual. And being in the presence of others who have a shared belief can also help sustain your belief, build on it, expand it. And I think that's why organized religion is attractive to many. We're entering a powerful moment in the evolution of religion and spirituality. Religion has gone through constant change over the past 2,000 years. Like all evolutions, most of these changes are subtle and gradual. But historically, there's been massive transitions in the church every 500 years or so. In the past 2,000, there have been three major shifts in Christianity, the last happening just over 500 years ago when the Protestant Reformation began in 1517. The Reformation happened because people wanted more control over their spiritual life without interference from the church. The new freedom that emerged after the Reformation allowed people to examine their spiritual life in ways they'd never been able to before. Remember, this is when we were coming out of the Dark Ages. There were thousands of people that had been killed by the church for daring to worship differently. People were able to safely now step outside the rigid structures of the church to discuss spiritual ideas in new ways. It led to a time of great religious philosophy. As time went on, groups of like-minded people formed organizations that became new churches, no longer affiliated with the Catholics. This led to massive changes. And here we are, 500 years on, at the head of what seems to be a new spiritual shift. Some religious scholars believe we're entering a predictable cycle. Phyllis Tickle is the author of The Great Emergence, How Christianity is Changing and Why. She calls this time The Great Emergence. And she says the Great Emergence will affect every part of our lives, religiously, socially, culturally, intellectually, politically, and even economically. I believe she's right. And she also warns that these changes are happening so rapidly and in so many ways, we may struggle to adapt quickly enough. She says, In the religious sphere, many people have observed that these kinds of changes seem to happen every 500 years. A period of upheaval followed by a period of settling down, then codification, and then upheaval again because we do not like to be codified. Essentially, we break out of the bonds of whatever belief system we have, and then groups gather together and it becomes solidified again. And when it gets to that point, we break out of that solidification. Because there's something at the core of us that knows a religious structure isn't enough. It's the spiritual component we're after. The religion just becomes the structure built around it. When it no longer serves, we destroy it. And we start again. Tickle says, People are looking for a new and different encounter with God. The strength of Protestantism was its rationalism. It took religion to the head, 
But today, people want religion that also touches the heart. It's not anti-intellectual. Mind and reason are still very important. But people want more than just an intellectual challenge. They want something that moves them emotionally as well. It is bringing the heart and the head together. And I agree. For me, the spiritual side of it isn't about thinking about it, isn't about pondering it so much. It's so much more about where I am in my heart with it, how I feel it, how I experience it, how I take it all in. In fact, the less I think, the easier it is to get there. That's where I find meditation helpful. This shift is an evolution in how we approach our spiritual life. It could be that it's an instinctual response even. It appears we have an inbuilt desire or requirement even to have an acceptable form of spiritual experience in our lives. Even if that's not the word we choose to describe it, it's still a spiritual experience. After all, an atheist who finds joy in walks in nature may not think of the walk in nature as a spiritual activity, but I'd argue that more often than not it is. More people each year report they are spiritual but not religious. Yet we don't hear people say they are religious but not spiritual. And there's a reason for that. Religion is something laid upon something that already exists within us. That spiritual side, like I was saying, it's already there and then we build religious structure around it. A spiritual nature is part of our human inheritance. We're born with it. It's deep in us. It's everywhere within us. It's in maybe every cell. We all have it even if we don't recognize it. Some turn to religion to organize their spiritual lives. Others don't embrace religion at all, and others reject it after trying it on. So religion is purely an option. But being religious doesn't mean we're spiritual. And being spiritual doesn't mean we have to be religious. For hundreds of years, the religion we practiced has been primarily based on where we're born and raised. Religion, whether we like it or not, is intimately tied to the culture in which it exists. If one is born in a Catholic-dominated country, they will most likely be raised Catholic. The same is true for Muslim countries, Hindu countries, and so on. You can take any child and drop it in a particular culture, and it will be raised in the religion of that culture. Not because of the color of its skin or because of its preference for a particular religion, but because that's what's there. So for thousands of years, people did not choose their religion. It was essentially assigned to them at birth, if at all. After the Reformation, many new religions were born when people protested against the Catholic Church and the Protestant faiths were born. Same God, but different ways to connect to it. And now 500 years on, it seems technology has become one of the big driving forces in the next big shift, and the internet is at the center of it. It's never been easier to study another culture's religion than it is today. Throughout human history, we were expected to accept the religion of the country or the culture we're born into. Now. The walls are coming down. And this is especially true in Western cultures. The Reformation was a time of great religious philosophy. Today we're entering a time I believe will be a great age of spiritual philosophy and exploration. We're looking deeper at how we connect, and we're looking deeper at questions of the soul. So here we are. There's a shrinking of religion, organized religion, as we've known it for the past 500 years. And new rafts of thought are starting to emerge from a more spiritual perspective, all driven by the same sort of desire, the desire to understand the big questions of life. Key among them are questions like, what is consciousness? And what is my purpose? These are essentially meaning of life questions. What is the meaning of life? Why am I here? 
What is this thing I feel? Is this soul? Is this God? Is this consciousness? Do I have a purpose? There's a part of us that reflexively seeks answers to the questions of our existence. These are philosophical questions we've been asking from the moment consciousness emerged. And at the core of this change that's emerging is the deep desire to connect to Source. It seems that's always been the driving motivation for our spiritual evolutions. And to be clear, this is not specific to Christianity. Look around the world today. The Muslim world is also experiencing a mass evolution. As people seek answers to the age-old questions, there are countless ways to get to the place we intuitively seek. There are many paths to the top of the mountain, all leading to the same peak. Whatever path you choose, it's yours. With intention, it'll get you there. The spiritual journey has always existed. It lives in each of us. Inside each person is a desire to find spiritual fulfillment. The spiritual emergence we have entered opens the door wider to the journey towards a reunion with ourselves. What will each of us find there? Will it be peace, clarity of mind, wisdom, compassion, joy? Perhaps all of those. How will it change our world when great numbers of us achieve spiritual fulfillment? Time will tell, but the emergence is clearly happening. Are you ready to lean into it? We're going somewhere beautiful. We're entering a time of great authenticity. We're giving ourselves permission to be our true selves. We're seeing the guardrails of cultural expectation fall away. Think how much of a shift there's been in the last just handful of decades. Today, people feel empowered to try on different versions of themselves, to seek their authentic self. There's never been a time people felt this level of personal freedom. And change can be messy. Great change, historically, is preceded by chaos. This is because the pendulum must break free and swing to the extreme before settling somewhere in the middle where the new normal is finally found. And the emergence has begun. Will it become more extreme before it settles? Where will it all lead? Only time will tell. In this great emergence, spirituality will influence culture in ways we can't yet imagine. And it'll have ripple effects across all aspects of our life. Are you on your path to the top of the mountain? What steps are you taking today to get there? How's the view from where you're standing today? Enjoy the journey back to Source. Enjoy the journey back to you. The Great Emergence is happening. Are you ready to lean into it? Thank you for listening to The Soul Podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard, learned something new, or were just entertained, please tell your friends about the show and hit that follow button. This is the best way for other people to find the show. Check the show notes for links to supporting information as well as any books or other reading material related to this episode. I love making the Soul Podcast. My goal is to bring you more shows each season. If the show's spoken to you and you feel called to, please join our list of producers. You can become a producer for as little as $3 a month. And each of you helps me get one step closer to making the Soul Podcast my full-time job. You can find a producer link in the show notes.